At $200, a Super Nintendo setup costs twice as much as the old system. For the money, the company promises better pictures, sound, and adventure. Now you're playing with power, super power. You're the king, I tell you! You're king! Only for Super NES. Listening to the SNES podcast with your host, Soul Blazer. Hello, everybody. This is Greg, joined by always by Joe. Hello. We are bringing to you today the 220th episode of the Super NES podcast. Um, and today we're bringing to you another Japanese only game, uh, which I believe was my pick. Uh, because I really was curious to check out a game of this series. This is the only game of that series that came out, that came out on Super Famicom slash Super NES. Uh, we're looking at one of the, uh, Proteus games today. Uh, uh, the only one which came out, as I said, um, yeah, um, um, as I just mentioned before on the system, uh, Jikoyu Oshapuri Proteus, which translates roughly, uh, roughly to, uh, Chatting Proteus Live. Uh, for reasons we'll get into here, like, very shortly. So, um, I have played a little bit of, yes, I've played a little bit of the Proteus games in the past, because, I, uh, the past, because the Proteus games are a spinoff, uh, uh, of Konami's successful Gradius, uh, series. Um, but, uh, the only one, the, the only two I really had played before was Fantastic Journey and Sexy Proteus. So, uh, Sexy Proteus I really like. I think it's like a very, like, you know, fun game, uh, for sure. Agreed. Um, I know you played that one also, Joe. Yep. Um, um, have you played any other games in the franchise? So I've uh, I've seen them, uh, but as far as playing, no, only the Sexy Proteus is the one that I have first-hand account with, other than obviously this game now. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah, yes, so... Um, yeah, so the, uh, uh, so, like, so, like, like, so let's get into the franchise and the games a little bit here and get some background, uh, because, uh, because, uh, the Proteus games may not be familiar to some of our listeners out there. Um, this is a, uh, this is actually, this is actually part of a subgenre of shoot 'em up, shoot up series. I never heard of it before until I did research, research for that, like this podcast, this podcast, uh, but makes sense. Uh, fans, uh, like fans consider the Parodia series along with other similar games, uh, uh, games to be too many subgenre of shooting ups, which are called cutem ups. So, um, makes sense if you think about it, I guess. So, yep. um, so they're obviously, so like they're obviously, they're obviously very tongue in cheek, uh, parodies. Uh, Gradius. Uh, the name, the name Proteus came from, the, the, uh, uh, Proteus came from, came actually from combining Gradius with parody. So, smash them together, plan to get Proteus. So, um, there have been six games in the Proteus franchise. Five of them were shooters. Uh, the first game was called Proteus the Octopus Saves the Earth, which came out originally for the MXS computer in Japan in, um, like 1988. Uh, followed by, like followed by Proteus from Myth to Laughter, originally arcade. Fantastic Journey 1994, originally arcade. Uh, this game, originally Super NES 1995, and Sexy Proteus, originally arcade in 1996. There was one more Proteus game, uh, Parawars for the PlayStation, but they actually, Konami actually curiously changed, changed things up with that game and turned that one like into like, um, 
um, turn that um, and turn that one like a turn-based strategy game. So uh, yeah, uh, uh, yeah, interesting. So uh, there have been two compilations of games for games from the franchise. The, the, the newer, the better one is the Parodies Portable franchise on the PSP of 2007, which includes all the games except for um, except for like Pro Wars. So uh, uh, that's also been like a number of. Pachico machines, which use this theme, of course, because <laughs> of course, uh, as recently, as, yeah, yeah, as recently as recently as 2010. So, um, so like, so I wouldn't call it. So, well, I wouldn't call this franchise entirely dead. We can definitely say it's like been dormant for like a long time. Yeah. So, um, as with most things Konami has been doing these days, they're really, um, uh, as I'm sure, as I'm sure, as, 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 as I'm sure most, as I'm sure most folks know about Konami, really doesn't really doesn't really doesn't do too much with game development anymore these days. Although, um, although they're coming out with the the first part of a big Metal Gear Solid collection next month. Um, is it next month? I think the first part drops. I can't remember. Is this month or next yeah, month? Yeah, I think but it's next month. Next month, yeah. And they're also probably working upon a new Sound Hill game that I've heard. So, um, or two Sound Hill games actually. So, yeah, we'll um, see if those actually come out. Well, they've gotten to the demos. Uh, uh, well, not we're not demo, but like uh, uh, you know, like trailer stages. So, yeah. Um, hopefully at this point, because usually when a company gets the trailer stage, they've at least invested some significant time and money into that. And that's like, while companies have scratched their scratch that started scratch that started over again before in the past, uh, Prince of Persia, like anybody. So, yeah. um, they're, they're reluctant to do that, obviously, because they, they're reluctant to do that, obviously, because they're obviously, because they're throwing out like all the money and time invested on it. So, um, right. and the Sound Hill franchise still, and the Sound Hill franchise still has a lot of like fans, passionate fans. So, um, I don't know. Um, I, um, um, I, um, I think it's more likely than not we'll see at least one of those games. How good the game is, a whole different story, but. Agree. I think we'll, act, we'll absolutely see the Silent Hill remake. I do not know if we will see what the, whatever the second game is. Mm-hmm. Right. So, yeah. Anyway. So, <laughs> um, so, yeah. So the Proteus games, uh, things we mentioned before, uh, they're very much tongue and cheek games. Um, I guess that's what describe the games. Like, it's like very, they're very whimsical, uh, you know, lighthearted, very Japanese, uh, yes. style of like, uh, of shoot 'em ups. There's still, there's still classic shoot 'em up mechanics here, but they're very over the top with like their cuteness and like, you know, Japanese stuff. And they, um, not this game in particular, but other games in the series are also, are also known for their like sexual, uh, um, uh, like risque uh, themes and images. Mm-hmm. Um, especially, you know, especially Sexy Parodius, which is really like very heavy with that stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, this game only had it a little bit. Um, so, like, so I really would say that, you know, this is, you know, this game, this game is probably, this, this game is probably fine for like a kid to play because, um, I really didn't see too much grievous as far as as far as it goes uh, um, um, as far as it goes like in this game. Yeah. So uh, they're also they're also known for being a little bit easier than the Gradius series. So that's not to say that you can't tweak the difficulty settings to play on hard and have your butt handed to you. But uh, as general as a, as a general rule of thumb, because these are meant for a younger audience, these Proteus the Proteus games are known for being a little bit easier than the Gradius series is. So uh, if you're so if you're so if you're not as good as shooters. This may also be a good franchise like to check out. So, so um, as I mentioned before, this game came out in 1995. It's so kind of like a late Super NES game. Um, the game really pushed the system quite hard. It used two dedicated chips inside of the um, inside of the cart uh, from Konami to be able to get the most out of this game. Uh, it's one of the handful of games, for example, like for example, like to use the. 
Uh, like, you use the SA-1 chip, uh, which was used for a number of, uh, like, later games. Uh, and then also, uh, uh, the, the game also had a, um, the game also had a dedicated sound chip to be able to handle all the music and sound effects and voices that this game has. So, um, you know, probably a more expensive game when it first came out, uh, like, originally, like, in Japan. So, um, but, um, uh, I, uh, I, you know, like, because of all that, so, uh, the SA chip was used, the SA chip that was used in like 34 Super NES games, those are Super NES games, like, all together. Uh, the most notable, the, the, uh, uh, the most notable use, use of the game that we Westerners like to be familiar with is Super Mario, uh, RPG, probably. So, yeah. Um, uh, which is also getting a remake, a remake shortly, as a matter of fact. People, yep. um, middle I, of next month. Yeah, it's being like remakes. Yeah, I wish Nintendo didn't want 60, but it's, Two sixty dollars for it. So, yeah. paying paying full game prices for a remake is kind of it's kind of it's kind of rough. Yeah, I'm, I'm taking full advantage of my modded Switch. Um, <laughs> will I end up buying it at some point? It, it is possible because I do have my regular Switch, and it would be fun to you know have it portable and whatnot. But um, yeah, yeah, if you had one of those like club coupons left, uh, the game is a bit. Uh, I mean, the game is eligible flavor uh, like for those. Yeah, and, and th- that deal is so good that honestly, if I end up having a spare hundred dollars, I'll probably end up, you know, forking over the money to get the two tickets and just get probably Mario Wonder as well as Mario RPG. Mm, right? Yeah, yeah, that'd be the way to. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna do the same thing. So you know, end up saving yourself like a whole whopping twenty bucks, but at least you're saving something. Right. So yeah. So anyway, uh, I um, so like so while this version of the game is very good, uh, uh, several years later, actually, what I'm saying like several years later, for actually, actually, the very next year, in December of 1996, Konami also released an enhanced version of this game for the Saturn and the PlayStation. So uh, that version of the game, that version of the game has some improvements, which kind of make it the more superior of the two versions. Having said though, they haven't said that though, the original Super NES version of the game is still very good. So yes, yeah, so I mentioned before, it was also included like in the PSP collection. Um, if you're a big fan of the series, um, getting that, you know, um, you know, getting a copy of that, like, uh, um, uh, getting, getting, getting copy of the, uh, of that collection is probably the best way to go because it includes all five uh, shooters, uh, um, you know, like in the series. So, yeah. or, or emulate it. I, uh, uh, um, you know, I don't advocate, you know, I don't advocate emulation for current, like, for current systems or games, but for something that the PSP, which has been out of, out of market for over 10 years now at this point, uh, there's, you know, there's really, there's, honestly, there's really no harm in it. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, so, uh, all the, so, like, so all the Proteus, yeah, so all the Proteus games play, play pretty similarly. The, uh, as I mentioned before, they're all, they're all spin-offs of the Gradius series. So if you're married Gradius, then you know this plays. Uh, you pick a ship, you go through, like, you go through a number of horizontal, like, horizontal side-scrolling stages, blowing things up, getting power-ups. Uh, the power system in this game works, like, works very similar to Gradius. However, however, it does carry over one mechanic from the related Twin B, uh, franchise, uh, franchise, which is another, another franchise of shooters that Konami did. Uh, there are bells in this game that show up every now and then as well. And if you shoot the bells, they change colors, and you're able to get, like, different, uh, status effects and or, like, uh, awards, like, awards from yes. them. So, um, it is, it is curious to see that element, uh, from that franchise present in this one as well, too. But, uh, but beyond that, the gameplay and power up system, everything else works straight from like how Gradius does. So, there are some different power ups, uh, in this game, for example. There is one, you know, there's one that makes your ship big, 
which is not really found like in the Gravity series. Um, the shield system in this game works a little bit different than any other shield system in like the previous Gravity games. And there's also like a difference that um, there's also a different power up, uh, a, a power up of the power bar. One is simply uh, you want to simply just call it O. Uh, with an exclamation point. So, uh, and every now and then you can also, um, uh, like every now and then, uh, certain, uh, certain item, a uh, certain item, uh, item in or power up also give, also, also cause what's called, uh, like the, um, uh, like a, uh, like a slot machine or a rotary effect in which the power ups just like mm -hmm. randomly cycle through your, uh, like in the bar, like the super fast. Yeah. So, uh, there are some, there are some gimmicks and or unique, uh, uh, unique things that, that this game brings to the table to help, to, to, to help make, to help make it like stand apart. Uh, like, uh, um, uh, uh, like the other ones. Uh, there's a boss, uh, like the end of every stage, of course. There's also like many bosses, like for some stages. Um, you know, you are able to earn, uh, extra lives, like and whatnot. Uh, you are able to adjust the difficulty, the difficult settings to setting the game. So yeah, so like, if you're familiar with like a Gradius, a Gradius game, like you know how this one plays. So, um, the name of this game comes from the fact that there's a, actually an announcer in this game, uh, who kind of, like, kind of like records and or comments on your progress as you go through the game. I did not know about this before starting to play the game, and I was blown away by the fact of how much voice this game has. Yeah. It is really impressive. Just, uh, um, um, yeah, like I said, you know, there's a special ship in the system, uh, the car, just to be able to handle, to handle all that. So, um, the voice is sadly in Japanese. However, I did watch a Let's Play of the game on YouTube where the person transcribed all the, tra transcribed all the Japanese voice into English text for you. So I was able to use that to get an idea of what the announcer was saying. Mm. Um, he's pretty much typical Japanese, Japanese style game show host, like, you know, over the top, uh, like equal parts, like, but encouraging and also like disparaging too at the same time. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, definitely some humor aspects to it as well too. Um, you know, he calls you like, you know, Mr. Pervert as you go through the game. <laughs> uh, you know, one of the small, one of the small, like erotic aspects of this game, um, um, uh, like his present, like his present in it. So he also, he also gets warnings every now and then, like, you know, enemies coming from above, enemies coming from, um, enemies coming from below, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Of course, you know, of course, all that is useless, is useless to you if you don't know Japanese, but, uh, it's really impressive just how much voice this game has. Yeah, that's one of the things I took from this game is like, just the fact that it has as much voice as it is was quite amazing. I didn't expect, like, I expected it here and there, you know what I mean? Yeah, but yeah. like, definitely not the way that it's, uh, used in the game. Right. There is, there is a little bit of English, like, in this game. Uh, the main menu itself is all Japanese, but if they're Japanese, but the actual screens themselves are in English. So, if you play this, like, trial and error, you can figure out, like, you know, okay, this screen's for the options, this screen's for controls, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So, uh, when you, uh, when you use a power-up in the game, it does speak to you the power-up in English, which I thought was a nice touch. Yeah. So, um, and some of the, you know, you know, you know, you know, and you'll recognize some of the directly carried over from English Japanese, from English Japanese words, Japanese words like this game, such as like oh and yay or whatnot. Yeah. So, um, there's, but, but because it's a shooter, you don't really need to know Japanese to be a Japanese, like, to play and enjoy the game. So, the menu system is the hardest part, because the hardest part to figure out, to figure out, because that's trial and error. Um, but like I said, you know, all the screens themselves are actually, are actually in English once you actually get into that. Um, so, uh, um, so it's not that bad. So, um, Having set everything up for you, Joe, uh, why don't you talk about the gameplay, uh, so the gameplay of this game and other things, um, and other things you want to. And, uh, 
if you want to take a stab at trying to explain this crazy this crazy plot this game has, um, <laughs> go for it. <laughs> Uh, so I'm definitely not going to try to explain the plot. Um. It's silly. It's it's, it's it's totally Japanese. There's a joke ending in this game, which is very funny. So, um. yeah. uh, so I mean, with with this game, literally, uh, my my notes are very sparse because uh, this is as Greg was saying, this is Gradius, uh, just as a cute em up. Yeah. Um, I, I absolutely adore the um enemies that you end up fighting um the big bosses and mini bosses that you come across um i made note of like there's like a giant eagle with uh it it literally looks like an american flag bikini yep. on um there's also like a massive like sarah moon type girl so yeah yeah dancing cabaret girls there's yep. <laughs> mermaids that shoot are like shouting Japanese at you. Uh, right. The the pirate bird is probably one of my favorite designs that oh, I yeah, saw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the cat ship is shit. That ship, C H I P, is also quite hilarious. Um, yes, it's just cute, a it's so. a flying you know think of like Bowser's fortress. Uh, you know his little fortress ships floating around, but instead of Bowser's head being on the front, it's this cute little kitty cat. Um, yeah, this this game is way over the top. Um, one of the other ones that I mentioned, and this I I even put this is peak Parodius. Yeah. Um, there is a point where there are Easter Island heads that shoot out missiles that are Easter Island heads. <laughs> like there, it, this is there's so much silliness. Um, I I I cannot say enough about this game. Um. Yes, this is very much a Gradius game. The power-ups kind of work the same. I'll, I'll get into that. Um, but, like, it's such a great twist. Um, and then, of course, the fact that they kind of lowered the difficulty, making it more inclusive for everybody, mm, yeah, yeah. I really like. Um, the characters that you get to choose from is Vic Viper, which is the ship from Gradius. Uh, you have Twin B, obviously from Twin B. There's actually like a lot of options that you pick from, like with characters. Some of them you're probably not going to recognize, recognize because some of these, to be some of the ships that you can play are characters from other Konami games who just came out to like Japan. Right. So then there's the octopus and the uh, Pentaro. It's, uh, it's like a penguin. Yeah. Um, yeah. Those were the four that I that I saw, and uh, yeah, I mean, it gets crazier as you get further into the series i think if i yes. if i remember correctly it's either sexy parodius or the one before it had something like almost 20 characters that you could choose from it was I just, think sexy parodius yeah yeah, yeah. Play sexy parodius, but, yeah same here uh, but yeah. like one of them is like this little girl on a bunny not i shouldn't say a little girl it's a woman in a bunny costume uh riding a missile like that's just it's there it gets even more insane than what this game presents. It's actually Proteus is the peak of the series. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like, the stuff goes so. <laughs> um, so, like I said, I thought I thought it was pretty. Um, there's a challenge there, but it's not to the point where it beats you over the head, in my opinion. And it can also just it's they just that like just a dipo of setting the main menu too. So, absolutely. Uh, if if yeah. you if you want to be beat over the head, you can absolutely be beat over the head in this game. <laughs> um, 
yeah, like this is one of those where like just by set, setting the difficulties, you can go from queued them up to essentially a bullet hell game. Yeah. And it, when it when I say bullet hell, that is aptly described because it when you ramp it up, it really ramps up. <laughs> um, I thought that uh, the power ups carrying over from Gradius was nice, and I liked the introduction of the power ups from Twinbee. Um, Twinbee is definitely one that I'm more familiar with than Gradius. Yeah, yeah, because you were here when we covered. Uh, yeah, because you were here like when we covered Twin B game last year, right? I think, right? Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. last year that we covered that. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so I, yeah, so again, like Parodies, there was one Twin B Super NES game. So, <laughs> um, yes, we covered that one. Yeah, I don't care as much for that because you know I find the bell would be annoying. Honestly, it was, it's the same problem I had with the Twin B game itself. But yeah, I'm I, but I'm fine to be included in this game because it's like it's a secondary feature of the game. So, like, someone okay with that. Yeah, and I mean, so you get red capsules all the time, almost yes, all the time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's going to be the one that you see more often. And that gives you, it advances your power be- meter by one, and then obviously once you get to the max, you're kind of just stuck there. Um, then you have the roulette capsule that Greg had kind of spoke about earlier, um, and then you have a blue capsule, which will clear all the enemies from the screen. Um, mm-hmm, yeah. but, but I thought it was interesting that uh, they don't give you any, like, er- almost everything in this game gives you points. And obviously, this is right. a high score game, whatever. But when you use one of those uh, screen clearing uh, capsules, it will erase all the enemies, but you don't get points for them. And I thought that was kind of cheesy, but also, like, I guess because they can come up a little frequently, I guess it makes sense why they don't give you points for those. Sure. But yeah. yeah. Um, and then we mentioned the bell. You have the yellow bell, which just uh, increases your points from anywhere from 500 to 10,000. Um, you have the blue bell, which will give you additional bombs until you can get the maximum of three. The white bell, which uh, it disables all your regular uh, weapons, and it gives you a megaphone that shouts text. Uh, yes. And it has great coverage. Um, it does. It does. It has great coverage. And the other cool thing is that it basically eliminates the enemy's bullets. So if you are able to get one and you're in a tough section, uh, this is a good way to get out of that section. The translations sure. of those attacks, by the way, indicate that they're like, you know, like these tiny like little poems, almost like haikus. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's pretty funny. That's awesome. <laughs> um, the green bell, um, again, will disable all your regular weapons, um, and this increases the size of your sprite, um, granting you invisibility and extra speed. So think of it like uh, the magic star in Mario. Basically, you get a little bigger, you start flashing, and you just start plowing through stuff until it wears off. Um, and then the last one is the red bell, uh, which will add a three laser barrier uh, to your, um, like your bell stock, and the barriers cover almost the entire. Uh, screen vertically and will destroy all enemies and uh, bullets that come towards them. That's the one you want more than anything. That's talk about cheating the game. If you can keep getting red bells, um, fantastic. And much like in Twin B, you shoot the bell to change its color. So you could essentially chain 
a bunch of bells and just choose the game. Um, right, yeah, yeah. One thing just to mention here real quick to, to throw in, uh, the character, the, um, um, to, to be, I don't think we mentioned this enough, uh, the, the character, the character to pick from does have an impact upon your gameplay because that character will have the same abilities, those weapons that that character does, like in the game that they're from. So right. if you're familiar with the character, you know, and, like, you know, in the power-ups it has, pick that character. Um, 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 but if you don't care, experiment, experiment, because you may find out that one of the characters, you know, suits your, um, you know, suits your, you know, suits your game style like better than, uh, somebody else does. Um, this, um, because a total, because a total of like 16 characters you pick from this game to play as. So, uh, and the only two we're familiar here, and the, and, 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 and the only four we're familiar here, and the only four of those we're familiar with because the games they were in, were featured, were released here in the West, were Rick Viper, Lord British, twi- uh, um, Twin Bee, like a Wind Bee. So, um, Oh, uh, I probably have to mention real quick, speaking about, like, West. Um, obviously, because of the very, um, you know, like, uh, cute slash Japanese nature of these games, combined with also affects some of the games, like, a very, um, you know, um, uh, like, erotically tinged, uh, most of these games do not get released in the West. Uh, I was surprised to find out that, uh, that the, that the second game, Myth to Laughter, and the third game, Fantastic Journey, did get, did get, uh, did get localization, um, uh, they get like localized, localized releases in Europe, um, but none of these games ever came out in North America for the reasons mm-hmm. the reasons I just mentioned upon previously. So, um, so like so like I said, the PSP collection would definitely be like the best way to go. Um, you know, if you want like to play the games uh, as a collector, like a whatnot. So, um, uh, yeah, that was a great summary, Joe. Uh, appreciate it. Uh, shall we go on to the graphics and music? Yes, yes, absolutely. Uh, the graphics are great. Uh, you know, uh, um, so as we already put to, yeah, so very, yeah, so as we already mentioned before, uh, you know, there's very large, uh, there's large, there's large, there's very large animated, uh, um, uh, character sprites. Uh, you know, you know, there's a wide variety of uh, characters, uh, but all the characters are also like animated like very well. Uh, you know, so the, um, the backgrounds are lush, detailed, very good. Uh, um, um, again, the stage design of this game is very good because they're very good because they're very good because of like a, a, a wide, uh, a wide array of backgrounds that are backgrounds that you fly through this game. Like, you know, like, uh, cities, uh, you know, space, uh, um, uh, um, uh, jungles, that kind of stuff. So, um, the systems really put the, the, the system systems really the systems really like pushed hard, uh, show, uh, showing all this stuff, showing all this graphical stuff, handling everything on the screen at once, and also playing all like all those voices. And, and unfortunately, it does show sometimes there is some there is some slowdown in this game, uh, not to the point of like Gradius Three slowdown, but there is some slowdown in this game because the, 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 like this game because the systems being taxed so hard yeah. uh, to handle uh, um, uh, to handle all this. The PlayStation Saturn version of the game. Being more powerful systems, of course, they don't have that problem. So, um, the slowdown, the slowdown is not to the point where it's like going to affect your enjoyment. Just that, um, um, it's just something like to be like aware of that, that, that you know, that, uh, you know, and to be understanding the fact that they really, they really push the system, the system very, very hard at this game. So, uh, I'm not surprised. Uh, so I'm not surprised that there isn't, um, so I'm not surprised that they're not surprised there is some slowdown slow on this game, and you know it's and it, um, and in fact it plays as well as it does. It's certainly, but there's no testing that like the programming that this game has. Yeah. So like, yes, I I agree. There's definitely some slowdown there. I did encounter it, but I felt that the slowdown, like, I expected it where it was. 
You know what I mean? Like, there's a bunch of stuff going on screen. There's a bunch of right, boards, yeah. characters, the backgrounds, like, voices yelling at you. Like, it's literally, when it starts to slow down, it is the Super Nintendo screaming, ah! <laughs> <laughs> and, like, you can totally see it happening. Um, but, like I said, it only happened a few times with me. It wasn't, uh, a, it didn't hinder gameplay. It didn't hinder my enjoyment. Um, and I thought they, the Super Nintendo handled this pretty well, considering. Yeah. So, uh, the music in this game is also, like, also excellent. Um, this is, this is a very weird soundtrack this game has because, uh, it is a combination of, like, um, like, it's a combination of, like, you know, like, uh, uh, combination of, like, recognizable, recognizable songs. Uh, uh, some new music that was, um, that was composed of the game, and also and also remixes the past Gradius songs. Mm. So, uh, for example, for, like for example, stage one opens up an international, like opens up the like opens up like an international, like an remix um, of the classic, like a classic like disco song. That's the way I like it. So, when I heard that, I'm like, okay, well, that's definitely copyright infringing. So, right. <laughs> because, um, you know, and, and it looks like it, um, it looks like I'm right because the, PS, uh, uh, I'm right, I'm right because the PSP collection of this game, uh, they replace a song, yeah. uh, um, uh, obviously. So, uh, you also, uh, uh, you also have some remixes, that, um, uh, there's also, uh, there's also like a box song I recognize that plays, that, that plays like another stage. So, the last two stages of the game use they use remixed they use remixed Gradius songs. Mm. Uh, they also use some remixed Gradius boss uh, um, uh, um, uh, uh, boss music during some of the um, but it's in the boss fights. Um, the, the music sounds great. Like it's like uh, again, like it really shows off the Super NES sound chip here. Uh, it, it's all very like recognizable recognizable songs. Sounds good. Like you know good um, like you know good strong clarity. Uh, like it's a very good. You know, shooter a shooter has to have a good soundtrack to play by, and this game definitely delivers. Agreed, one hundred percent. Yeah, I absolutely love the soundtrack here. Um, I'm actually one of the things I'm probably going to do sometime this week is actually look to see if there is a uh, CD soundtrack available for this because I actually really like the music and would like to add the collection, you know, to my. Soundtrack Konami collection. did release most of their stuff on CD in Japan. I don't know about this one, A, because of how old it is, and also B, because of the fact that, you know, like one of the songs they had to remove later on. So, right. um, but yeah, yeah, I'd be curious to know how you make out on that. Because... I will let you know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, this is, uh, this is, between the graphics, the great gameplay, and the sound and soundtrack, um, this. This game is so well-rounded that uh, it's hard to find something that's going to top it as far as uh, shooters go, especially cute em ups Yeah. Yes, yeah, so I mentioned before, uh, the later PlayStation Center versions, versions of the game did get some enhancements. Um, uh, 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 like to make the game like even better. Uh, there's also uh, uh, that version of the game adds like uh, uh, that version of the game also adds like also adds a sub goal uh, where you can like you know find fairies which hidden so which hidden like throughout the stages. Um, if you get seventy fairies, like unlock stage select. If you, if you unlock um, uh, like another seventy seventy fairies, uh, like it unlocks it unlocks Dracula Coon and Kid Dracula as playable characters. Uh, from the uh, Kid Dracula being like a 
Um, a spinoff, a spinoff Castlevania game that Konami yeah. also did. So, uh, which also did not release in the West for the in the West for the longest time until recently. Until recently, it was included with the Castlevania collection. It's worth playing, but by the way, it's a great game. Yeah, so, I love that game. Uh, so, um, uh, uh, other improvements, so like the changes and improvements, the improvements that the version of the game has. Uh, you can change the old power up, uh, like a slot machine game that. Um, uh, because you like player bell power ups, power ups depending on the color of the bell, the bells, the, the, the bells, the bells are like the slots are stopped. There's an extra mode that rearranges extra, that the rearranges and rearranges, rearranges the enemy formations of the, in, the, in the main game. <laughs> and it also allows, uh, um, like also, uh, like it also allows like, uh, altering the, altering the multiplayer. Uh, like in the game as well too. Whereas the original Super Dance version, like, a uh, version that like a sort of single player only game. So, the PlayStation version of the game uniquely also adds accident levels, uh, which are small segments the random the take place once stage ends, uh, and and also the ability if you're somebody like me who gets tired tired of it after a while, uh, like turning that uh, to turn the announcer off. Mm. So um, there's also they, they also include like um, uh, finally those versions of the games also include like two uh, omic modes. Uh, with like, you know, alternate things to do, you know, like kind of like an alternate mini way, like, uh, mini way they can play in the game. Oh, okay. So, uh, and that version of the game doesn't have any slowdown because slowdown because it's, because obviously the game's like running like more powerful, right, uh, powerful right. software. So, uh, it sounds like, like, um, uh, so, uh, uh, they also altered, they also altered some of the, some of the levels and bosses like a little bit. Um, uh, you know, for example, for example, the cheat, uh, cheat code allows you the cheat code allows you to be able to place one of the bosses, one of the bosses like another boss if you want to. So, uh, and of course, uh, the graphics, you know, the graphics and sound are also like upstaged uh, to take advantage of the uh, additional power that the system has. So, as good as like as good as like as good like as good as the Super NES version of the game is, it sounds like it sounds like PlayStation and Saturn versions of the game are actually the superior version. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, so yeah, so I definitely agree with Jill. This is a fun game. Um, I still prefer the Gradius game overall, uh, as far as, like, like, as far as playing it, because I think the Gradius games just appeal to me more. Uh, that said, the Parodius, that said, um, uh, that said, you know, uh, that said, this Parodius game is also like a very, like a very fun spinoff. Um, you know, it's cute, it's whimsical, you know, like, you know, like, you know, good graphics, good music. Uh, you will at least, you will at least chuckle, if not laugh, yeah. while playing this game, like at least once. Yeah. Uh, because how, um, um, you, you know, because how silly, like, over top it is. Uh, you know, the gameplay being a little bit easier, I think, helps, uh, helps people, um, think we're not really good as shooters. So, uh, yeah, it was definitely like a, uh, yeah, so, yes, yeah, so definitely, yes, yeah, so definitely, like, you're a fan of shooters, so shooters, this is shooters, this game's definitely worth, like, check, checking out. So. Um, and if you like this style of game, uh, Sexy Parodius, as we mentioned before, uh, which, which was originally like an arcade game, but, but, but uh, it got ported to PlayStation, is the ultimate pinnacle, I think, of the, like the Parodius series. Yeah, yeah. Because, mind you, mind you, that game is more erotic than the other games are, so, like, so, like, so I wouldn't let a kid play that one as opposed to the, um, um, you know, as opposed to this game, but having said that, you know, it is definitely a very, like a very slapstick, silly, over the top game. Everything this game is like times ten, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and you know, that game, that game, that game should emulate pretty well these days. I'm, uh, um, uh, a modern, uh, like a modern computer. Yeah, absolutely. So, 
But uh, anyway, um, yeah, definitely a fun game, um, uh, like for sure. So um, uh, anything else you want to say about the game uh, to wrap things up, Joe? No, it's literally like this is one of those games that uh, I think is, you know, usually very rare for us. But for one, we agree on almost every aspect. And uh, this is highly recommended. This is one of those like if you collect or you do not collect and you just casually play, uh, you should definitely find some way to play Parodius, hands down. Like, you will have fun with this game. I don't even care if you are not a fan of shooters. There is still something here for everybody. Um, yeah. And you might even become a fan of shooters because of this game. Um, <laughs> let me tell you, if this had been my introduction to shooters, honestly, I probably would have been more of a shooter guy. Um, I love those games, don't get me wrong. But... Um, I, I was not, um, what do they say, uh, seasoned into getting my butt handed to me. Um, I really like to give up very easily. <laughs> so, uh, you know, if I, if I had Parodius to kind of start me off and uh, kind of ease me into that, I think it would have been a little bit better. But either way, I definitely play this any way you possibly can. It's well worth the time and effort. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Uh, you know, just... You know, like, you know, like you know, just keep in mind, this game is very, very heavily Japanese because it was only meant for Japanese market. So um, the anime style cuteness may get on your nerves sometimes if you're not really like, used to that. Uh, you know, like you know, um, you know, and the constant, you know, and the constant announcer when you can't understand what he's saying uh, can also be a bit annoying at times. Yeah. So um, you know, like keep that in mind, but 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 you know, with those like um. You know, with those like warnings, uh, I do fully back up like what Joe was just saying like about this game. So, um, it, yeah, yeah, and, and if you like this game, you definitely check out like sexy, uh, sexy parodies like as well too. So because yes. you know that um, um, that pretty much like that takes this game and also like uh, like it also elevates it like a um, uh, uh, like a few more uh, like a few more levels up. So, but anyway, um, so as you might expect, uh, like for a shooter. Um, there are a lot, there are a lot of like, uh, codes and cheats that, that, yeah, um, that are present in this game. Perhaps, perhaps surprising to you, Joe, uh, the Konami code is not included in this game. Really? Huh. Uh, they, uh, uh, they use a, they, they use, they use a, they, they use a, they use a modification of the code. Right. But maybe they wanted to actually like leave the code out to kind of differentiate it to like Negradius. So, um. Which makes sense. Uh, yeah. So, um. Some of the various codes you can use, uh, nine lives, extra continues, uh, make yourself, like, um, uh, make yourself like invincible, um, you know, unlock, you know, unlock a hidden, like a hidden eighth difficulty, which is the highest difficulty level, like in the game, um, uh, round select, stage select, uh, round select just di- differs in stage select because round select means actually like checkpoints in the various stages, yeah. as opposed to actually like going through the stages, uh, you know, stages themselves. Um, and if, um, um, and if you go through the game twice, uh, in loop three or above, uh, um, uh, uh, there are, uh, there's also, uh, there's also a way to be able to get, uh, dip, um, uh, uh, different characters show up, like, in the credits, kind of like, you know, like, Easter egg thing. So, um, but anyway, um, 
this game is actually not that bad on eBay to find uh, to find Andor's pricing goes, despite the fact um, I mean, despite the fact that this was a Japanese only game. Uh, as common for Japanese only games, we only look at copies of the game that are actually present already in North America. So keep in mind that the prices that I'm uh, the prices that I'm about to say reflect that. You may be able to get better pricing if you're willing to take a chance, take a chance like order from overseas. Uh, but obviously, uh, but obviously you will have to like wait for like longer shipping times, uh, you know, and or, uh, and or complications, uh, complications with trying to deal with people outside, like outside the region, yeah. uh, for the, like those copies of the game. So, uh, 30 copies of the game are currently listed, currently listed on the game. Uh, current list of the game in North American market on eBay as that's as how you're doing research. 18 copies of the game have recently sold. Uh, and these prices, as I said, as always include shipping. Um, Carling's not that bad. Carling prices of the game, uh, 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 like a pretty tight range. Uh, $29, uh, uh, $29.32. Uh, is how much, the, the, uh, is how much on average a cart goes. Uh, CIB copies, there were not, there were, there were not, there were not any of those, uh, those that have recently sold, but, but, but listing prices, people, listing prices, people were asking anywhere from like 55 to 60, $63, like for those. Mm. So, uh, price seems, price, price seems, seems pretty fair for, um, uh, pretty fair for like an imported game. Yeah. I mean, and for shoot 'em up, shoot 'em ups usually demand high prices so i'm actually yeah. surprised i expected this even being a japanese only i still expected this to be somewhere at least close to like 80 to 100 but yeah um you know i guess i mean maybe the japanese don't love their retro games like we do well the, so. play, the playstation the playstation saturn set of versions of the games do go for higher prices okay that makes sense because those are the better ones so yes yeah. so but but so anyway, yeah, uh, yeah, definitely, definitely two thumbs up for this game. Like it was very, um, very fun to play, like for sure. So, um, as always, uh, we, as always, we appreciate you listening to us. If you have any questions, comments, feedbacks, etc., feel free to leave my Facebook page. Or you can also email me directly, uh, directly, like the SNES podcast, uh, podcast at Joe, how can they reach you? You can find me on Facebook. You can also find me on Twitter at or X, whatever it's called, at J-O-E-S-U-X-3-0. I told you, I would completely forget that it's not Twitter anymore, but it's <laughs> it's still Twitter. It's going to be Twitter for, to me forever. So Most people just most get, still call it Twitter anyway. Get used so to the old like man still calling it Twitter. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're not going to want to do that, so that's not a problem. But, and uh, we just released our second uh, episode on Shadowrun. So check out the okay. Retro Roundup uh, podcast. We covered the Sega Genesis version. And uh, I didn't mention it in the episode, but it's officially one year of the podcast being back. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Officially 12 ep- new episodes in the can and published. Oh. So, yeah. I'm, I'm going to mention it in the next episode when we record, but, and, uh, the next episode we're recording is the monkeys. So, uh, I'm torturing, okay. uh, George and making him go back and watch the, sixties uh, show. Uh, <laughs> I told him, I was like, I was like, dude, you can watch whatever episode you want. I'm not going to like pigeon hell hold you to like a certain episode. I was like, for that show, like every episode was the same. It was the same kind of plot. The same sort of play out. I was like, just enjoy what you're watching. Take a general synopsis. And I was like, we'll, 
we'll talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty funny, but yeah, I like taking him and putting him in uncomfortable situations and anything that's <laughs> like super old, especially TV wise. Like he's always very apprehensive about. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, I actually have a streamer, like a streamer, a streamer on Twitch with her, like, um, who does, you know, like, uh, like quick, uh, quick tangent spinoff kind of related to like 60s, 60s, 60s TV yeah, shows. Yeah. Um, she does a, she, you know, she also, has, you know, she also has a Patreon because, of course, as, as anybody knows, Twitch and YouTube give you like awful money. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if, if you're trying to, if you're trying to do anything, trying to do, trying to do things like on there. So, um, she also does a movie, like a movie watch once a month on Discord group as a bonus for Patreon people. Oh, nice. And so, and so, and so one month, and so one month, and so one month, and so one month recently, um, uh, the movie voted on to watch was like, you know, Star Trek 2, The Wrath of Cod, which is my favorite get, the, 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 um, favorite, favorite, favorite movie in the franchise. Yeah. She'd never seen anything, yeah, I do. She'd never seen anything like Star Wars, uh, Star Trek with oh, wow. She was like a Star Wars, um, uh, yeah, but, yeah, but she was a Star Wars baby, pretty much. So, while she loved Star Wars, she never seen anything like Star Trek. So, as I told her, look, you know, if you watch Space Seed, the, um, uh, you know, the original series episode based upon the movie first, you'll get, um, uh, 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 they get more out of that. Right. So she did, and she got it. And so, and so, and so, her reaction, her reaction to the movie went up on YouTube. It did very well. People, you know, people were impressed that she actually watched the episode first. So, um, long story short, she decided to, like, she decided to do a, re, uh, uh, like, a react to the original series. So she's going through the original series right now for the first time. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, and again, because again, it's like you know that show from the '60s. T is very different now versus then, right. so it's just, uh, like, 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 like the same thing. As a matter of fact, Chekhov was inspired partly because of the, mo- um, uh, like inspired partly because this, uh, uh, partly because it's partly because of the, partly because like the success of the monkeys was going through the same time. Right. So, um, but yeah, so interesting. Uh, but anyway, yeah, so uh, tangent over. Anyway, uh, next time on the podcast we're going to be covering um, uh, uh, another great uh, Disney. Um, a uh, Disney themed platformer, um, uh, uh, The Lion King. So, uh, stay tuned for that episode next time. It's Jungle Book, not Lion King. Yeah, I'm sorry. We already covered Lion King, didn't we? <laughs> I, yeah, I think the Lion King was covered before I even got to the podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, but it's Jungle Book, and it's, it's, it's Disney for sure, and we're definitely going to have words. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I've not played it yet myself, so um, uh, uh, you know, I've seen videos of it. Yeah, yeah. So, I've, uh, but uh, but yeah. So, all right. Uh, and we also had some guest episodes, guest host episodes coming up. They're coming in the near future as well, too. Yeah. So, stay tuned for that. So, uh, again, as always, as always, we appreciate we appreciate you listening to us. Listening to us, give us a few minutes of your day. Uh, stay stay safe, everybody out there. Uh, be well. well. We'll catch you again next time. Uh, Later. Nintendo controls eighty percent of the video market. But no matter how you play the game, or which game you play, things definitely have come a long way since Pac-Man. Now you're playing with power. Deep power.